This is episode four of the Kindred Mom podcast. I am your host, Emily Sue Allen. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're here listening to the fourth episode of our podcast. I am with my friend Jenny today and we're talking about postpartum waistlines and that tricky subject of how do we honor our bodies and the work that we have done after bearing children. Um, one thing I wanted to say about this episode is that uh, I had previously recorded another episode with Jenny that we have chosen not to release yet at this time, but I reference it at the beginning of our interview, so I just wanted you to know that. This show is supported by Adopt Together, the world's largest nonprofit crowdfunding platform for adoption. Adopt Together helps turn crowds into communities by providing a space for adoptive families to share their story and collect tax-deductible donations from their entire support network. In just five years, they have helped over 2,300 families raise more than $10 million to fund their adoptions. If you're considering adoption, go to adopttogether.org to check out some of the family profiles and hear Adopt Together CEO and founder Hank Fortner talk about how he uses the internet to build families. All right, today I have my sweet friend Jenny on the podcast. Jenny, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I had you on just uh, once before um, talking about hospitality, and today we have a different topic. Um, But before we start on it, I wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself a little bit for anybody who doesn't know you. Well, I'm Jenny, and I live in Seattle, Washington. My husband and I have lived here for around 10 years or longer. Um, I have three kids, a set of three-and-a-half-year-old twin boys and a ten-month-old baby girl. So we have a nice variety of little people running around our house. It's it's never a dull moment around here, as Definitely. you know. <laughs> it is. There's lots of adventures and curiosity and fun. Your kids are so much fun to be around. I enjoy them, and it's, it's so wonderful to know that other people enjoy them, too. It's not just the biased mom talking yeah yeah that's always a nice compliment they're really creative and every time I'm there one of them just says something hilarious to me I can't think of one off the top of my head right now but I they make me laugh (laughs) and they're um just really curious insightful little guys they they are funny they crack me up too (laughs) yeah well um well today I wanted to bring up uh, the topic of um our postpartum bodies and that can be a really tender topic for many mamas. Um, I know that um, for myself, um, it's actually not been as much of an issue with my earlier pregnancies. I think um, my first couple, I was just really young. My first baby I had when I was 23, and I bounced back from that quite well because I was 23. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And now I have six children, and um, my sixth birth was a little bit more traumatic than the others and I have really struggled to um, 
feel like I'm re- I have regained strength, like I have, uh, like I am pleased at all with what I look like after that. And um, I think it's just a a really vulnerable topic. So thank you for being here today to share some of your experience. Um, I think this is so applicable to many moms. Yeah, it is a is a source of struggle, as you said. Uh, I don't know of any woman who really is honest, you know, that does struggle with this, you know. Yeah, in some way. And even if it's not a mom, people struggle with body image all the the time. So it's a very applicable topic. Yeah. Yeah, I just would love for you to talk about um, kind of, so in your essay, you address uh, some different things, um, mostly that after you had your babies, um, and specifically your most recent baby, um, who is sweet and growing and almost walking. Is she almost walking? She's She stands on things. Um, yeah, she's pulling she up. Lo- and yeah, she loves to do that. Not, no, she takes a few steps with your, with your yeah. help. Well, that's so exciting. Yeah, she's um, been a delight to, to watch growing and discovering new things and eating gravel from your backyard. <laughs> That's her new favorite food. <laughs> so oh, yes. Gravel. Gravel. <laughs> um, yeah, but in this essay, you address just how um, after she was born, almost immediately you started thinking about how do I bounce back from this? How do I just get right back up and go? And I just want to talk about that a little bit more and maybe where you feel like that pressure comes from. Well, for me, it came from a place of after my twins were born and I, I, it took me a year or something to get back to pre pregnancy weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe longer. I don't remember. A, a lot yeah. of that time is really foggy to me. Yes. You but had it, twin babies. <laughs> but I do know that it took me a long time to get back to my pre pregnancy weight. And a lot of that was because, um, I, after they were, yeah, it must have been uh, uh, longer than a year. So they were probably nearly two years old. And I began running and walking with a, with some friends in order to just, you know, get my health back and try and get my body back. Yeah. And it was easy at that time. And I really made some great strides. And at the end of that summer, I became pregnant with my daughter and that pregnancy really took me by surprise. And I was at the point where I was feeling like I could really have the body that I, that I, that I had missed when I was mm-hmm. pregnant with my sons. And for that year while I was raising You were them. really active and doing a lot of adventurous stuff with them. I remember. Yeah. And so it, it felt like Oh, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can have myself and I can be a mom. And I like all the puzzle pieces were fitting together. And then I got pregnant with my daughter and I could see that that was going to be a struggle for me um, because it was a struggle for me in the past with, with my sons to, to have my, to have my body back essentially. And I knew it was going to be another, another long process, (laughs) Because gestating babies is a long process. Raising, yes, raising kids requires a lot of you. And and so when she was born, I guess I really had that that image of my fit self like firmly stuck in my head. And I just wanted to get back to that point so much 
And I think, you know, I've struggled with body image for years and years and years. And I know that, that this need to be, to be thin or to be, uh, toned, whatever you want to call it, goes back a long, long way for me. And, and it was really a struggle to, to accept the fact that I have a changed body now and, um, to really try and embrace that. I don't, I don't know if I've really fully done that even now. Um, because it's such a, it's such a process, but yeah, I think it came from a place of, of being insecure about myself and to, to think about myself in a way that I like the way I look. So I like myself kind of a, kind of a, yeah. So, and there's one place in the essay that you write this line that says, I want my body back and I want my self-assurance too. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really insightful because I resonate with what you're saying about wanting to be thin and trim and fit again. Um, but I feel like the deeper issue is that we feel insecure and that mm. that insecurity keeps us from really... Um, marching forward, I guess, um, that self-assurance when that's missing, it's really hard to find the courage to, um, chase your dreams, so to speak, or do things that, um, require some element of risk because we just feel so depleted or, um, someone Mm -hmm. else recently on the blog also described it as just feeling broken Mm -hmm. that, um, well, it yeah. gets messy when your self-assurance is wrapped up in how you look because, you know, your body changes when you are a pregnant mother and, you know, with new babies on your hip because your hips are way bigger than they used to be. <laughs> so, and if for you, good or for bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like if you can't think of yourself apart from how you look, then your kind of whole self is shattered in a way and thrown topsy-turvy. And that was my, that was kind of my, my journey, even though I couldn't probably articulate that to you at the time. uh, I just knew that I had this primal drive to get back what I had lost. Yeah. And, and when I saw gains and then had, you know, was seeing kind of a, a setback, even though it was a wonderful setback, I was having another child, which is wonderful. Yeah. But I just couldn't, I just couldn't like get to that point of I'm okay with, with how I look and. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I really resonate with that. And, um, just this last season for me, I mean, my, my babies have been born pretty much every two years since I started having children and, Mm -hmm. um, my body has done a lot of work. (laughs) We have grown six babies and, um, I have a friend who is a midwife and, um, so I was just asking her opinion and she just said to me, um, I just think that it's really important to honor the work that your body has done. And Mm -hmm. just that phrase really has stuck with me for months and months afterwards. Um, Mm -hmm. and when we think about the, magnanimous task that we have accomplished in birthing a child like your body has gone through so much I don't even know like the I don't know all the medical stuff I'm not a medical person or a technical person so I don't want to throw out numbers but I know that your body works overtime to do that and we are at the end of that experience depleted and broken, so to speak, um, and just honor what we have accomplished before we feel like 
you need to be back and trim and ready to go to conquer the world and all that stuff that if we could pause for a minute and just acknowledge the great work that we've just accomplished, I think that would be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's noble what, what you, what you do when you bring a a child into the world and to just sort of shut the door on that right away seems really cheap. You know, it cheapens the, it cheapens the effort that you put out and it's huge, huge effort that you put out there. And it's just sad when you think that you're the one throwing yourself under the bus. Nobody else is probably saying anything about your postpartum body. It's mostly just your own thoughts and it's just the the critical things that are going on in your own head. I think there are like real, you know, messages from, you know, media and a lot of different ways that women are told that what you are and what you look like is not good enough or not, you know, doesn't meet the standard of beauty that we are all apparently in agreement on. Like, are are we in agreement that the standard of beauty is what's on the cover of a magazine? Mm. (laughs) You know, and we're not. (laughs) We're not all saying that. And I feel like when I am evaluating myself, I usually have one standard that I hold. Like, if I was this, then I would be pleased with my appearance or with my, you know, my body and where I'm at. When I look at a friend, like I have watched you go through this journey and you you wrote this really vulnerable essay sharing about how you feel about your midsection and whatnot. And I look at you and I think you are a hero. You are an amazing mama who has sacrificed and invested yourself in this process to just give the best that you can to your children. I don't look at you and think, you know, well, you really better get with it, Jenny. (laughs) And I just think it's important to acknowledge that there are, I mean, women can be catty and they can be hurtful and we can be hyper-focused on um, outward appearance. But I just think so much of the time it is us um, being more critical of ourselves than we would be of other people. Right. Absolutely. I think, I think we are our own worst critics for, for sure. Yeah. There's another line that you have in the essay that um, I, so the essay for people who haven't read it, I would love for you to go and check it out on the blog. Um, it is called Regarding Postpartum Waistlines, if you want to search in the search bar and find it. Um, and you talk about uh, finding um, a way to feel supported uh, with a girdle, which is just funny. <laughs> There's some <laughs> some humor in there in the midst of this being a, a more serious topic. But um, you said, uh, it hit me, a postpartum midsection, just like a postpartum mama needs support. And I want to talk about um, just that aspect of needing support after you've had a baby that it seems like our communities show up and are bringing meals and are wanting to come and visit the baby for the f- first few weeks. Um, and then when I would say real life settles in, <laughs> then it's still like, I don't know, I feel like there's kind of a a chasm between us being ready to be completely strong and independent and ready to, you know, handle everything in life. Um, and I'm not just talking about like, can you be home alone with your babies and cook dinner and that kind of thing, but just the sense that there is a, a longer season of tenderness or weakness or, you know, the postpartum period is just kind of an interesting 
season of time, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what ways you feel like you have needed support or have found support um, in that season. Well, I feel like the notion of support for me came in a very physical way Mm -hmm. because while I was looking for a product that was going to essentially give me a waste, again, when, when the first one didn't work out, I was left with this huge hole feeling in my in my abdomen where all of my guts were shifted around and it just felt very hollow and unsupported and it came from the the idea of not having support was a very physical one and I'm really kind of thankful that it shook shook my my idea of not being wrapped up in my in my physical appearance. Mm-hmm. And it really focused to what is my actual physical need? My actual physical need is that I have no stomach muscles or that I have stomach muscles, but they're just so stretched out that they, that they need something to help, you know, I needed something to help me stand up straight. I needed something to help me move around without some weird feeling that yeah. my insides were all just cast aside in my yeah. <laughs> in my body and it was the idea that i needed something to help me understand how to be physically put back together mm-hmm. until i could until my body could catch up and and it just illuminated this whole idea that we need support like you were saying the yeah. the, the honeymoon period of when you have a baby is so short lived and the help that you have of people that are just willing to come and be a part of your life or a part of you know the helping process dwindles pretty quick and yeah and, and you and are not, left not always to their not not it's not always their fault either like sometimes no. we say i've got this i i can do it i'm absolutely I'm, I'm strong and independent even if we're not feeling strong at all <laughs> absolutely and i just feel like moms would 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 benefit so much from from almost like a nursery like experience for themselves yeah i i think about you know we we give our children all of this nurturing you know mm. behavior because we have to. <laughs> they yeah, are, they that's are, what they need. They are yeah. in supreme need of that, but we are too. And yeah. we, I, I know this true for myself, just have the mentality that I'm just going to pull myself up by my boot, my bootstraps and go forward and just, just motor on through. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much it hurts me or how tired I am. I'm just mm-hmm. going to get it done and make it happen. And I think so much is lost in that when when you can have the opportunity to really slow down and yeah. and I heal. Like, and it's, yeah. a, it's a traumatic experience to birth a baby, whether you've had a C-section or you've been through a natural labor or even, I mean, your body, I mean, if you're in a medicated birth situation, like your body goes through a lot. And I feel mm-hmm. like we kind of have unrealistic expectations of our body's ability to heal that, you know, weeks, weeks later, we should be back to our former self when really, I don't know if we ever get back. (laughs) Like we have to a little bit come to terms with a new self and Mm -hmm. yes, we can um, get fit and regain strength and those, those things. But I don't feel like we can go back. Like we're going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the, the idea of needing support is it's very 
I don't know, it's just very elementary when you, mm-hmm. when you think about it. It's, it's like needing help and asking for it. And I feel like where you get hung up as a mom is knowing what to ask for. Like what, what is okay for me to ask for help? You yeah. Know, I, I, I chose to have this baby more or less, right? I I chose to have this baby. So now I'm accepting the responsibility that comes along with it. And everything that goes along with it is part of, is part of this gig. And I signed up for that. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like it's hard for moms to put that down and say, it's yes, I signed up for this. And by asking for help in no way am I saying I can't handle it. I, mm-hmm. I'm asking for help because this is a big deal and and I shouldn't be just doing this all by myself. Yeah. We, we do need help. We do need help and there's really no shame in asking for it. And I think that's the hang up is in asking for help. Yeah. To dig a little bit deeper on that subject, I think that um, in previous generations, it seems like people really... Um, we're more physically present with each other than I think we often are in this day and age where we are connected virtually, but we aren't necessarily seeing friends as often or in the same physical spaces um, Mm -hmm. to be able to really physically support each other the way that we once did um, in seasons, generations past. And um, I think that with community and what community looks like, changing so much that we really have to be intentional about uh, cultivating face-to-face time with friends and family members. And, um, you know, if, I feel like if everyone, whenever they need some help, says, hey, I could use a hand, you know, if everyone does that, then it's not nearly as um, vulnerable Tempo. or, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, it's normal that we would ask each other to to help in different ways and both in physical ways. And I also think that um, I have found a lot of comfort in being able to just call a friend when I just need someone else's perspective. I might be like drowning in like all of the, the hardship of having a little one and other children in the mix. And just to have someone kind of breathe new life into me with encouragement and you're doing so great, like to somebody to bear witness to, um, what it is that we do every day with little ones. Um, I think it's really a little extra strength to keep going. It does. Somebody sees me, somebody knows that I'm here (laughs) doing this, this hard mothering work. So, yeah. And I just think that it's really a struggle for people in general to just admit when something is hard and Mm -hmm. to not be, to not be thought of as weak or as someone that's just complaining and, and that kind of stuff. I feel like it's really easy for people to just clam up and not talk about the things that are hard or the things that they need because Mm -hmm. they don't want to be seen in a, in a, in a wrong light. They don't want to portray themselves incorrectly to the world. They want to be, they want to be, capable people that can yeah. that can handle their handle yeah, their affairs craft craft your public image <laughs> exactly um, yeah but that that also speaks to kind of our our facebook instagram kind of yeah society does. where we only put forth what's perfect and we only put forth what's you know what's curated or what is selected and it's not necessarily true or real yeah 
I find that I'm so drawn when people share something vulnerable that might have been really scary for them to share um, because it just, you know, it exposes something about what they feel weak or um, if they feel insecure about it. I find that I am drawn to them like I want to hug them and I want to say, oh, you too. I totally relate with that way more than the moms who have a perfectly curated Instagram account. Like those Mm -hmm. ones, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they're not my friend. (laughs) Like, great for you. I love that everything in your life is totally perfect. (laughs) But I I don't know. I just really love um, the real moments, the moments that help me feel like I'm not alone in that journey. Absolutely. It's easy to, it's easy to point fingers sometimes also and say, Oh, you must have, you must have a perfect life or I want to be like that. Yeah. You have to remember it's not necessarily real. So yeah, may or may not be. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really appreciated all your thoughts on this, Jenny. It's such a, um, a vulnerable topic and I feel like it's something that I wish more women would talk about freely, um, because it's common to many, if not all of us. And, um, I just appreciate everything that you, know, you shared in this essay. I hope people will go and read it if they haven't. And, um, that we could maybe do a small, um, do our small part in maybe changing the narrative of what the postpartum time looks like for mamas. Um, yeah. And allow them to be real people doing yeah. real things, birthing real people, real things, you know, Yeah, it's all, it's all very organic and we should, we should honor it and yeah. not try to shove it under a rug. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, thanks so much for being on today, Jenny, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you. I thought it was so courageous for Jenny to tackle this topic in her essay regarding postpartum waistlines, and I would be really interested to connect with more of you on your response to her essay as well as this topic in general. If you are following us on the Kindred Mom Instagram account or on our Facebook group, we'd really love to just hear from you about your personal journey on this topic and uh, the ways that you have navigated um, hopefully honoring the work that your body has done through childbirth. Uh, there are a few essays that we shared the same month on the topic of postpartum recovery. We are going to be covering postpartum depression specifically in the future, so these essays we focus a little bit more on the general postpartum period without focusing directly on postpartum depression. One of those essays was by Laura Way. It was titled, My Body Broken, and she wrote a very lovely essay about the kind of coming to terms with the way that she experienced a deep brokenness after her child was born, and um, she relates that to some uh, thoughts about uh, how Christ uh, was broken for us, and in the same way we are, um, in, in a way, broken for our children in the process of childbearing. And it was really very poignant. I really love that essay. Uh, Another one was by Chelsea Smith, who wrote an essay called New Life with a Newborn. And she shared about the honest challenges she experienced after her second baby was born. She realized that her family needed to spend more time bonding and resting together during that period than stressing about the things that were left undone around the house. And that had kind of surprised her and uh, was a really... um, meaningful and difficult part of her journey as a mom. 
There was one more essay I wanted to mention as uh, being related to this topic. It was by Kelsey Roberts, and she wrote an essay called Motherhood, Ready or Not. This one wasn't specifically about the postpartum period, but it does tackle uh, kind of the thoughts of a new apprehensive mama who wasn't quite sure how she would navigate stepping into motherhood. She shared uh, some thoughts about how she battled the guilt that she initially felt about not feeling quite ready to welcome a child into the world and the redemptive experience that she had on that subject a little later on when her daughter was old enough to talk. That was a really lovely one. All three of those you can find on the Kindred Mom blog if you go to the search bar and type in the titles of them. They were My Body Broken was one, New Life with a Newborn was another, and Motherhood Ready or Not. So I hope that you'll have a chance to check those out. The time after birth can be such a tender time, even if you don't have something more serious like postpartum depression or feeding issues. Uh, if you're a mama and you've been through this, I think it's, it's very reasonable that we feel really tender about this topic, especially when it comes to accepting our bodies as they are and, and the changes after birth, as well as just recognizing that uh, we need a certain kind of support for maybe longer than the, the two or three weeks that people expect to be bringing meals and stopping by your house. and. Uh, we just really want to encourage moms who are in that zone to not feel any shame about reaching out for uh, emotional support of friends around you or um, encouragement because sometimes encouragement really goes a long way when you're in the trenches as well as um, recognizing that there are physical ways that we need support sometimes for a longer period than we we're expecting. I know for me, um, I had my sixth baby last year. He's just a little over a year old and Previously to him, I'd had five other babies and had fairly easy recoveries from those babies. But after this sixth little guy, he was 10 pounds, four ounces uh, at birth. And so that was kind of a traumatic event in my life, if I'm honest. But even though it has been a tough year, I am also grateful for the experience, uh, recognizing that I do have limitations, that um, it's good to step back and just consider how I can really intentionally care for myself and um, just honor what my body has accomplished in these, these years. For those of you who are also feeling really tender about this topic, we just want to support and encourage you through it. Um, there are a lot of mamas who are on the Kindred Mom Facebook group or on Instagram who would love to come alongside you and encourage you in your own journey, so make sure you reach out. If you have the time, we would so appreciate you leaving us a review on iTunes so more mamas can find out about this podcast. We hope you have a wonderful week.